Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers! I just dropped my pencil. Last time <laughs> on Dungeon Drunks, Jonathan, Travancore, and Carlton spent a few hours with some new friends trapped and escaping from hell. Technically Avernus. While Bernie spent a full day recovering the instrument they were originally after and waiting for their return. Now reunited, our heroes must catch up on what the adventures they all had had been and decide on what to do next. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren. You might know me as Obo Crazy. I dropped my pencils. I also have some Ving Vodka. Nope, you can't see that label because I'm showing it the wrong way. Is there that it who is. Ving is named after? I have no clue. Ving Farm Fresh, is it? Didn't you have a Ving? Didn't we have a Ving? All I know is that at the descent, Jonathan <laughs> went off and got vodka. And John. And now it's. <laughs> And and John, and now it is mine, because I was the only one who checked a bag, because I had wings. You can listen to that story by subscribing to our Patreon and listening to the most recent Drinks with the DM. For That's only true. one dollar! For only one dollar, yeah, $1. there's the paywall. But what I ended up, because I have it, I, I've made some delicious mixed drinks out of it. And so this, I have made one of the few mixed drinks I ever did. This is actually the same one that I made for our Patreon patron Drinks with the DM, which is uh, lemonade and cucumbers, actual cucumbers. As Jonathan said, it is a salad of a drink. And this Ving vodka, which is vodka infused with kale, lemon peel, and cucumber. And it is delicious. And I love it. And now I have like real vodka in the house for once. And it's kind of awesome. And I will throw it over to Jonathan. What are you drinking? Hey, it's Jonathan. And I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular. And tonight I have a Cooper Libre in a Sonic cup. And it is just, it is just <laughs> lime juice and and some diet coke and some rum, and it is quite quite good. Ah, we are not sponsored by Sonic, sadly. <laughs> However, if they would like to. And um, this shot of Fireball to be consumed at the first casting of Fireball, or the equivalent spell thereof, is dedicated to some longtime friends and friends of the show, Sailor Tweak and Sir Narvi. Hey, uh, I I love those two. I love Mary. I love Chris. They are both awesome. They're some of my favorite, favorite people. And I love that I am going to see them in less than a month. I know. At RTX. You can see us two. January 5th, 12.30 p.m. at the Governor's Ballroom. And then Saturday, July 6th, at the Governor's Ballroom at 3.30 for various stuff. Wait, did you say January? I, I may have said January. <laughs> but Saturday. we know you meant July. I meant July. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, did I hear this wrong? Let's double you check. You heard it <laughs> right. I was wrong. But through the magic of editing, I might be able to make it right. Who no, knows? that's okay. <laughs> wait, Fuck wait, me. ready, Jonathan? Everybody be quiet. Just say the word July. 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 Oh, oh cool. <laughs> no, we just post it over. Uh. <laughs> This ADR is going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. <laughs> Thank you, Mary and Chris. We love you. Also, Bernie, what are you drinking? Friends, it's been a long week, month, <laughs> I don't know, day. 
Uh, I have some herbal tea that doesn't have any caffeine in it because I'm going to bed right after this. I would go to bed now, honestly. But we're forcing you to stay up and play Dungeons and Dragons with us, I like know. evil, evil I was people. I was like, I was so tired, and she so was like, "You will be happier once you start playing," which is all literally always true. So, um, no, I have berry berry tea, and we cold brewed it because it's finally warmish here. It's warm. Oh, that sounds fantastic to me. I, oh, I'm so ready for actual warm weather, which is great because RTX is in less than a month. <laughs> I hear it's in July. July, in fact. And on yes, Friday July. of RTX at 12.30, we'll be in the governor's ballroom. And on Saturday of RTX in July. <laughs> Did you turn a word? No. The governor's ballroom. Not at all. <laughs> No, for real, though, come out uh, because it's going to be really, really super fun. One of those is going to be a live game, and one of those is actually going to be a panel. Are we allowed to say what's? It's posted, right? It's, yeah. Yep. yeah, it's character posted. Creation. Uh, character creation. And if you have created a billion characters, it is still going to be fun. Uh, I love hearing people wax philosophic about why they make the choices they do about their characters. I hope you're one of those people. If you've never created a character, if you've never created a character, and you just want to to like come and hear people talk about it and get ideas and realize that all the really weird stuff that's swirling around your head is totally a great idea for a character please come bring a character sheet create one with us leave with a character follow yep. along this will this is like in, in school where you get to do your homework in class and you go home and you don't have any homework to do except it's not school and it's not homework and it's better because character creation is fun and then we're gonna play and it won't be in january <laughs> Excellently done. Travancore, what are you drinking? Guten Volk auf Feyrun. Oh, danke. Travancore's choice this evening is the... Oh, there's an umlaut here, so that takes it back to the beginning. Uh, <laughs> Schofferhofer, I'm, sure I'm, I'm sure I butchered that. Hefeweizen pomegranate beer. And because I haven't had it yet, I want to do a live tasting. Apparently this is 50% pomegranate juice, 50% beer. I guess that's what the Hefeweizen is. I don't know. Let's find out together. It's family. All of that sounds fantastic. All those words are things that I love. Oh, that's really refreshing. It's very crisp. has a clean finish. I'm a tart guy, so I like tart tastes. So it's right up my alley. Um, I've been getting these sort of random sample, like six mix and match beer things from local beer place. And some of them have been a hit and some of them have been missing. I would say this is a solid hit. So I'm, I'm really much enjoying this one. And fun fact, there's two nuns who live with my sister, because she is also a nun. They speak a little bit of German. So they speak English, of course. And they speak Malayalam, but I don't speak Malayalam that well. And they speak English okay, but their English is serviceable. I mean, better than my Malayalam is. But the language we have in common, at least a little bit, is German. I can speak a few basic phrases, like, Ist alles Schauspiel, ja? Which means it's all a joke, right? Learn that from the hardcore legend Mick Foley. But I should probably yield the chair. <laughs> Reclaiming my time! Reclaiming my time! <laughs> See, now I need to go learn more German from Luke and get a Hefeweizen, because that, all that sounds fantastic. Carlton, what are you drinking? So today, Carlton's uh, very refreshing, it's uh, 100 degrees outside drink today, is uh, watermelon juice. Uh, I had it on Ooh. our Patreon uh, Drinks of the DM episode the other day, and still had some left. Nice. I like that there's a, a vast majority of people here who are now drinking drinks that are pink, and it's lovely. It but yeah, I'm more curious about what non-alcoholic drinking I'm going to be uh, drinking at RTX. You can find out by seeing us in the Governor's Ballroom <laughs> at 12.30 on Friday, <laughs> July 5th, or in the Governor's Ballroom on Saturday, July 6th at 3 p.m. So find out what I'll be drinking that it will not get me drunk. 
All local What month time. is that in? Oh, that's in the month of July. July. Here it's in July. Or as the Germans would say, Juli. Is that really? Yes. I've actually been brushing up on my German as well. <laughs> I've been doing that Duolingo. <laughs> All right, Jules, you got, a, you got a month named after you. Stop rubbing your noses in it. It's named. <laughs> it's not named after me. It's named well, after it Julius Caesar, who I happen to share a name with. Well, I think it's named after you, and I'm the DM here, so what I say goes. Revisionist history! Revisionist exactly. history! I feel like that's like a like, you need a little animator that runs in like a, from the teen girl squad that's like, Revisionist history! <laughs> <laughs> it's over! It's you know, it's also revisionist yeah, history, what I'm about to do. So, the last time the four of you saw each other was m- for Bernie 24 hours ago. The rest of you, a couple hours ago, as you've shown up and reunited, there were these two other people with you who we love and dearly care for very much, and I would love to have them back on the show. Unfortunately, they're not here today, so the revisionist history is moments after you've all arrived and reconvened and we're happy to see each other. Dennis Candle and Flurry Tenebros were uh, apologetic, but immediately teleported away, saying that they had important business to take care of in Baldur's Gate. Now that they were back on the prime material plane, promising to see you at some point in the future. I believe Dennis had even said that at some point you must stop by the the keep named after his, his uh, family, you know, of the candles. And they have poof, teleported away, which is rather impressive because, Jonathan, I know you you just learned how to do that as well. So watching them just immediately leave was kind of impressive. But at this moment, you now stand. The four of you and your animal companions reunited in this rather mostly empty cave space. And uh, what would you like to do? Jonathan the Magic Muscular immediately looks down at his adorable pygmy owl friend who has just spit up a demonic chicken bone. Mm -hmm. He reaches down to get it. He picks it up. Bucks. What the fuck? Buck sends back to you images of being really hungry. Okay. My my precious baby is a, is a demon killer. Where, All right, and where did you go? What is that? That this is going to the uh and, and Jonathan the Magic Muscular holds up the chicken bone. This is gonna be going to the Amethyst Acropolis. This is the bone of some sort of weird, like demonic monster chicken that we just escaped. Hold on, and Jonathan the Magic Muscular is like, like he's putting it away, and he's just like looking at Bucks, just like, like with new, like concerned and also kind of scared eyes. And and given his interest, Travancore is actually looking at Bucks with renewed respect. Demon Killer, you might be very useful, Bucks. Let's talk late. Let's talk later. Bucks gives you a little nod, Travancore, and then a wink. But Bernie, I, I think we went to I went to hell. And you notice, like, Carlton has, like, his face is covered in, like, ashy brimstone <laughs> as he got a little too close to the fire. Bernie, Bernie's gonna, um, go up and lick a finger and, like, draw. <laughs> I imagine she was, like, her scampering up the side of my leg, up onto my, like, chest and then shoulder and just gonna, eh, nah, she, she's got a, a mastiff you now. She, she has to scamper. Do- you bend over, please. It's it's a, a a a mixture of you bending over and her just sitting up in the stirrups of Coco Snoot and 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 she's gonna like 
taste it a little. Like, no, like, you know, like, when, when, you know, like, in, in movies, when your cops don't do this, but, like, in movies, when cops are like, I'm going to lick that and see if that's, that's cocaine or heroin, when in reality, you'd never do that, because you wouldn't stick an unknown substance into your mouth. But Bernie is a fantasy creation in my mind. And... <laughs> And you, by licking the ash, immediately know this is ash from hell. Yeah, you don't even need to do it. She's, oh, you, uh, you did go to hell. Avernus, specifically. Av- Av- Avernus. Interesting. Um, so Tiamat wasn't there, right? Nope. No, we saw her. No, we saw her on the way in, but then we didn't see her, thank We God. didn't take that exit thank on the hell yeah. bus. We yeah. decided to stay on the hell bus till we went past that exit. Yeah. And we were unconscious. We actually woke up, like, next to, like, people we had never seen before. They were awesome. And they were just here. And now they're gone. Jonathan the Mad Muscular has mad respect for both those guys. They were pretty right. Interesting. Nice. Nice. They seem nice. And like I said, we wouldn't have gotten out of hell without them. They, uh, they were key. They were the key to the gates of hell? No, they, they were key. They were part of the solution. They weren't the key. Jonathan oh. the Magic Muscular and and all of the companions. We we all it was a team effort. <sighs> we could have we could have really used it, Barry. But I guess you you helped us out. You got us out. Yes, yes. Um, I was um holding the door. Thank you. Oh oh also oh um I found the thing. Wait the, the thing. thing. The thing that we came for, and she's gonna reach into her bag and like. What did we decide? I put it in a bag. I strapped it to myself. It's strapped to your back. It is because it is a mandolin, which would be a smaller instrument for most people. But for you, it is basically guitar size. It's like a cello for you. She's going to like pull her guitar and she's going to be like, see, I found it. And she's going to she's going to be like, look, it's cool. And she's going to pluck a string like she did the last time. Since we and the since you already made that save, the sound rings out through this giant hall of, of stone that you are in, and it is perfectly in tune. And to all of your untrained ears, one of the most beautiful things you've ever heard. I think I'm going to take lessons when we get back. Have you figured out a stage name yet? Yeah. That's... I'm good at it, right? Sounds yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well then, we can go home. Yeah. Sounds like our business is done. Let's, before we do... Let's, um, since presumably, I, and I guess, Bernie, everything is dead now, right? Like, mm, every, everything is dead. dead. Yes, there was a, okay. just bodies everywhere, honestly. I didn't know Coco Snoot could be eating them, though. Jonathan the Magimuscular kind of goes into his bag and it's like, okay. So Jonathan the Magimuscular made some notes, and uh, we do have many things uh, here. And he kind of like lays out the dragon's blood, Murray... The halfling's exit, uh, the noisy cricket, and the dagger of banishing. Wait, it's been, it's been, wait, it's been a day. Can we talk to Murray again? We can talk to Murray again. We talked to his cousin in hell, Barnabas. I don't know if they're related. Not, not every skull knows each other, Carlton. Wait, you, Murray's got a cousin? So. Nah, just um, just one of those faces, I think. Now, Bernie, don't be mad, but we did make a friend in Hell slash Avernus, who may have been a flame skull. Oh. He was extremely personable. Okay. And in fact, he had the item that got us, that helped to get us back. 
that got us like halfway to where you were. I had to, sadly, I had, it was destroyed, but without, uh, without his help, we, we probably wouldn't have get to, gotten to the point where you could have saved us. Is this like one of those things where you hang out with the bad kids because you're not getting enough attention at home? Hang out is a interesting phrase. We were going to attack and kill him, but he turned out to be pretty reasonable. And Jonathan the Magimuscular learned his lesson by maybe not opening up with combat, maybe talking to someone and working things out another yeah. way. And all it cost us was, it literally cost us peanuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we, we tell... Oh, do I have any left? I'm going to say no, because you gave over the magic item that that was the trade for the for the uh, the plane shift. But pretty much the only one who had any left was uh, Dennis. And he threw them all to as right, one of to, the distraction to, techniques. To, yeah. Oh, dude. So the big guy took a handful of those peanuts as we were running away from the chickens, threw them behind his back. And some of the chickens like you're going to love this, Bernie. Some of the chickens stopped to eat. The peanuts, and then they themselves were eaten by the ravenous chickens behind them. That, that, ha that's a, a thing that makes sense on a level. <laughs> Demon, demonic chickens. Nothing they, makes sense in hell. They were fucked up. Nope. Y yes. Honestly, side note. I did watch this, and I was thinking the whole time that Lauren had recently been playing Legend of Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, she has accidentally harassed a chicken too much and has gotten chicken attacked. No, but now that you mention it, I totally see why you would think that. That totally uh, makes sense. Uh, so, so you got chased by demonic chickens and Bucks ate one is what I'm hearing. Yes, I think. <laughs> Jonathan the Mesh Muscular looks at Bucks again. It's like, very I don't concerned. know anymore. I would like everyone to roll an insight check, please. Just the just the not animal companions, please. Someone did well. Yeah. What what what'd y'all get? Did anyone hold on a second? What is Bucks's charisma? Bucks's charisma. Sh I should have this written down. I know you've got it somewhere. Uh, yeah, I've got it somewhere. One second. Ah, here we go. I feel this is not accurate. It is. It says for an owl. That it is a minus two, but I feel like as a pygmy owl, he at least it it mitigates it to a minus one or a, or a zero because I pygmy like owls he are cute as fuck. Plus for cute, honestly. Okay, here's what I'm gonna say. I will not give him any minuses, but I won't give him any pluses. So I need to know if anyone rolled over an eighteen. Uh, Carlton got a twenty-one. Carlton's eaten some demonic chickens before. <laughs> <It> was Carlton. <laughs> Carlton. Yeah. I thought hard about eating those chickens. I honestly did. Holy shit, Carlton. Nobody else got over an 18. Part of one no. people agreed to the Amethyst Acropolis was so he can roast it up and see what it tastes like. Carlton <laughs> Bucks is clearly you don't know how he got the bone, but his something about his posture and his preening and the way he winked at Travancore when Travancore said, oh, we're gonna have to talk later. He just picked up that bone and he's letting everybody believe that he, he hunted down one of these chickens. And killed it. And murdered and it. Killed and killed it. Devoured yeah. it. You have a feeling he probably just found the bone somewhere <laughs> and he grabbed it because he thought it, you know, 
who knows why owls would grab anything. But yeah, this owl clearly just grabbed it. He did not hunt and kill a chicken in the time that you had. No way. That is some James O'Day psych level insight. It is. I had... When when Jonathan started down this path, I rolled a deception check for Bucks, and he rolled really, really well. So, Jonathan, your bird is straight up murderer. He 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 cray. I love it. Well, it's good Birds to know. Birds of prey, man. I wouldn't piss off. I wouldn't piss off Bucks. I mean, he ate a demonic chicken, and those things are hot going in and coming out. I mean, I wouldn't want. Yeah, they, they their mouths. They do this, and Jonathan the Magic Muscular does this. With his mouth, with his hand. He's like, they do that! That's fucked up! He starts Bots talking with the mouth. They, what, they don't have a beak? It just goes... Bleh. It just goes... Bleh. Remember the octopus that you tried eat, uh, wanted to make sushi out of? Yes, Imagine I the tentacles on their mouth. <laughs> no, their face came apart, dude. I thought they came apart into tentacles, like... <laughs> you know uh, the, the, the Demogorgon from Stranger Things? And mm. how its mouth, or like Halo, the the elites in Halo, how gotcha. their mouth just like yeah. splits into multiple parts, I was thinking and they're like all Goose the cat from. Uh, no, he's Captain not. A, he's not a flurkin. Oh, flurkin. It's, yeah, no, it's not. It, it's not mind. Well, you did just come from mind flares, so I could see why you're thinking of that. But no, these were like betoothed, large mandibles. Uh, but yes, like a five pointed star, they opened up ah! into. Ah! And ah! with that noise, do we do that again? I didn't quite catch that. Ah! <laughs> Jonathan the Magic Muscular gets really low and does that like right next to Bernie's ear. Okay, I caught it. I caught it. I caught it. Okay. I caught it. You can have anyway, it back. Anyway, so Jonathan the Magic Muscular withdraws and says, "So we have this stuff, and I think we had said that um, Travancore would be getting the Dragon's Blood for Shadow." Yep, sounds good to me. To make a well, to make a fire bear even more fiery. Yes, official fire bear. So, Jonathan Travancore, note that, because Jonathan the Magic Muscular is removing it from his sheet. Got it. Dragon's blood, dragon's blood, it's almost done. Uh, dragon's blood. see. Now, Halfling's Exit, that's the javelin that... The teleporty javelin. Throw, the teleporty javelin. Um, would anyone like that? I figure it'd be best for me, because one, I'm proficient with javelins, but sometimes I, we're further than 40 feet, so I can toss it and get into combat right away. Sounds good. I am removing it from my sheet, so it will be yours. Okay. Uh, Noisy Cricket, the wand that uh, can... Now, uh, question about the Noisy Cricket. Sure. It's not a plus uh, wand at all. It's just a wand with the power, right? It's just a wand with the power. Okay. The power of power the babe. Power what? Uh, it throws out a, a field of force. Then you have to keep yourself from getting knocked back. And it's tiny. It's like toothpick sized. Um, uh, Bernie, is that something? Now, it does require attunement. Uh, all of these do, I think, except for the Dragon's Blood. Bernie's fully attuned. Jonathan the Match Muscular is too, but I'm thinking he's going to give up his Pearl of Power for this because it hits pretty hard. But if, I mean, Bernie might be able to to not get as knocked back if she's on Coco Snoot, but she could also might get thrown off Coco Snoot if she doesn't hang on. So what's the what's the damage like from 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 a non Bernie perspective from a player perspective? What is the damage it does? It is a fifteen foot cone of force, and it does sixty eight force damage. I am general. I love the idea of tiny things exploding very bigly in people's faces. <laughs> <laughs> 
It also it has three charges, and so you and it regains at least one of those charges a day, uh, and so you can technically use it up to three times a day. And the DC for the Dexterity saving throw is pretty high. It's strength. It's fifteen strength. It's nuts. Ah. Well, so when you're attacking people, it's a it's a dexterity saving throw, but it's 18. Oh, right. For right. you to resist being knocked back is okay, DC 15. Yeah, it's actually a higher DC than either of our spells to what am I not get hit with force. What am I currently attuned to? Is the question. I have the. Mm. Well, and you can always think about this and and tell me later. Yeah. Is the diadem that I have attunement? No. No. Uh, <gasps> health is not. Oh, I can have that. Yeah, I can All have right. that. Sorry. I thought, no, I'm attuned to my um my little shield. When people hit me, I get to fire. Okay, then. Yep, if the you parapet would, is not attunement. If yeah. you would like the noisy cricket, tiny toothpick wand, then that is yours. Do I have my stone of smart luck, though? That, I believe, is attunement. That yes. is. I like my little fire shield. But, but wouldn't that I give you only really... two between the stone and the shield? I actually, my stone of smart luck gives me plus one to wisdom and intelligence saving throws. That's really nice. You can attune up to three items. Oh, I thought you could. Yeah, that's two. that's why we were saying like you you get yep. you get one more. Oh well, yes, then I will have the noisy <laughs> cricket. Then hands down, yep. Give me right. Okay, so you get the noisy cricket. I am removing it from my sheet. So and then so that means Jonathan the Magimuscular will keep. The one thing he is proficient with uh, in the <laughs> dagger finishing. The one weapon. Well, and, and uh, honestly, like, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a banishing spell, and it's a plus dagger, so it's, it'll, it'll be nice to have. Does it banish as well? I thought it just did the location tracking and bonus to attack. It does banish, but the, you have to be attacking something that uh, is not from that plane of existence. Yeah, you have to, actually, it, it won't work on someone else, but it will work on an extra planer. Yeah. When you make a successful attack with a dagger on a creature on a plane other than its home plane. What's uh, what's the DC on the this banishment effect? Or does it just happen? Does The do target a- must make a DC 15 charisma saving throw and a failed save the creature is banished to its home plane and cannot return to the plane you are currently on for 1d4 days. And then you can't use it for the same number of days. And then you can destroy the dagger to make sure it can't uh, return for 10d10 years. So if you really want something gone for a while, you can give up the dagger and make it go away. All right, so we burn all of Tiamat's legendary resistances, <laughs> and then we send her home. Send her home. All right, cool. Also, we're right. facing Tiamat. Uh... Uh, I was about to say, why are you facing Tiamat? You are facing Tiamat. Jonathan the Magic Muscular and probably Bernie are going to be running the other way. Well, unless we're like both uh, uh, near deific level, in which case, bring it on. Well, hello there. I'm Russ Moore, your Dungeon Master from Dungeons & Dragons. We're a D&D 5th Edition actual play podcast, and we're four friends who just love Dungeons & Dragons. Adventure, collaborative storytelling, laughing, and just hanging out with friends. Throughout Season 1, we play through the adventure module Rise of Tiamat from start to finish with some extra flavor thrown in the middle. Season 2 begins with new characters, new stories, and a whole lot more laughs. We're Dungeons and Dragons, and we hope you can join us every Wednesday for a new episode at dumbdragons.com and subscribe on your podcast app of choice. Until then, have a great week, and we'll talk soon. 
We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official free-to-play Dungeons & Dragons-based clicker game available on Steam, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this podcast. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from Companions of the Hall, Dice Camera Action, C-Team, Force Grey, and even more. It's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. And speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folks who made Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest for the Steam version of the game to all of our listeners. Now, this code expires on June 30th, 2019 at 8 p.m. Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem it once this episode is posted. Open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. S-K-I-S-W-H-I-D-P-O-N-D-E-A-L-E. So use that code, and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. All right, what's next? You've you've uh, returned from all your places. You have uh, sorted out most of your magic items. What's next for the the Heralds of Greenest? Uh, if you give me a minute, I can get us back to Waterdeep. Well, before you do, I mean, you are so close to home. Did you want to stop by for a little bit and say hi to anybody? I mean, that's the other thing. We can see how far the Abishai got to home, and also why they were going to home. Did I You're see home. dead Abishai? Was uh, you did not, but you all remember when the portal opened up, it sucked all of the bodies in with it. And one of the, the final Abishai that got killed, actually, its body turned into the portal. So that's why around you there are no bodies, and that's why, Bernie, you were able to sleep here without it being totally gross, is there are, there's you can do a little bit of examination and find like some leftover blood and stuff but there's no people left there's no bodies well i guess the question is i don't i don't need to come home right now and if they have a teleportation circle in care calendar i'll ask and i can always go back there anytime if they can teleport but we've been gone a while and you know we want to check in you know captain ty turner may have already been home so we want to let her know that we're we're good so we're taking the rock express no, we can just teleport home. We can do that now. We can do that now. I threw a couple. I threw one spell in uh, in hell, so I've got. I'm fully loaded. But uh, yeah, and Bernie would have found anything, any other treasure other than the uh, the thing. But if I mean, if we've got the thing, then we are uh, we're good to go. And I'm pretty sure we're all on the same page. But we're locking this in a vault in Waterdeep where Thondravet can't get it, right? What? No, we're giving it to the uh, to the Amethyst Acropolis. Right, their vaults. I, I I don't I don't know what their security is like. So because like we can't let Thantorvac have it. Well, fuck that guy. I mean, it's a tower of powerful wizards. One of which is includes Jonathan the Magimuscular. So, I mean, he can he can try. And Rizzo. And Rizzo. I bet Chirito's a badass. Rizzo, I bet everybody underestimates Rizzo, and he's the one that is actually the most powerful. Uh, Rizzo would like to say that he agrees, but he is uh, somewhere having tea right now. Bye, bye. All right, let's uh, let's go back to <laughs> let's go back hey, to Waterdeep. Yeah, let me go ahead and find out who we're talking to. Is it at least worth reaching out to someone around home, letting them know that Tiamat had designs on on their home? I guess you can always do that through the through the uh, Amethyst, though. No, no, so, no, 
I, I think the Tiamat thing was just... Cinema? These things, yeah, I, I think it was incidental. I think these things wanted to bring a white dragon here. But, but since they are both dead and everyone is fine, then, then, then it's okay. I tell you what, I will sending my parents when we get home and say, hey, I was in the neighborhood, had to skip out and let, and I will over a series of ser- sendings, let them know what we were up to and what we saw just so they can let someone else know. Talk to your mother once in a while. Why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I should write a letter back home too. Just yeah, that's uh, yeah. Speak for yourself there, bud. Yeah, it's been a it's been a few minutes. But yeah, Balana Zellock is our contact uh, back at the uh, Amethyst Acropolis. So we will we will interface with her. We'll get our stuff, and then well, I don't know what then. Yeah, let's. Uh, I think our business is done here. All right, is everyone ready? How about the rest of you? Anything else you want to do? Smelly. Ten- I mean, we could always go deeper. Oh wait. I would like to save my progress. Okay. It seems like something that might be worth doing at this moment. Do, 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 do. Traven, Travancore <laughs> prepares to uh, scum save for her later. Is that what it's called when you do that? Yeah. So like if you have like three different, four, you know, a bunch of different saves. I didn't saves, know it had a term. I just was. Up, scum saving. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Jonathan, you are commencing the teleportation, I believe. Commencing the teleportation. Okay, and so you're using the Amethyst Acropolis teleportation circle as your home base, right? That is correct. Okay, uh, you d- describe to me what your teleport looks like. This is, I believe, the first time you have done it. So Jonathan the Magimuscular took us home because we took the rock out to Greenest, and then Travancore has seen this, but I don't think anyone else has. I have seen it. Yep. Tra- Travancore and Shadow have seen this. All right. So... Uh, Jonathan the Magic Muscular takes one of the gems that he needs for the uh, for the spell, and he takes another like some other components of dust, and he over the over the uh, the minute it takes to cast, he like circles it around. He makes sure that everyone has their hands and uh, hands and arms and feet in the in the circle. It's like, uh, good afternoon. This is Jonathan the Magic Muscular, your teleporter speaking. We are currently en route to uh, to Waterdeep and. Uh, coming in at about uh whatever time it is right now conditions in water deep are unknown as we will find out when we get there please enjoy your teleportation and as he finishes that he raises his hand and crushes the gem in in his fist a globe of uh of blue like iridescent energy kind of flares out from the uh from the gem it incorporates the entire area of the circle and then like collapses back on itself as the teleportation happens. And there's this weird moment as a couple of you who have already experienced... Cheers, Mary and Chris. ...have experienced multiple teleportations today, have another experience of being hurled through space. This time, not so much time and not another plane of existence, so it's relatively short. And you appear in the familiar surroundings of the teleportation room of the Amethyst Acropolis and are immediately met with half a dozen elven arrows pointed directly at your faces. Jonathan the Magimuscular comes in peace! No, wait, I know this one. It's okay. Stand down, stand down. And they all lower their arrows and you now see, standing behind the, the familiar form of the Aarakocra that you are used to seeing, who's in charge of this area. So, 
as these arrows are lowered from your faces and these warriors, not all elven, but it looks like most of them are of some sort, uh, step back away from this teleporter. And Aras comes forward and you can see he looks harried and upset. And he looks at all you and says, my apologies. It's been... You startled us and that was all, but it is good to see you. I didn't think you would be gone that long or return in this way. Was there anything that you needed? Uh, we're trying to keep this place locked down. Uh, Jonathan the Muscular raises his hand. Jonathan the Muscular, is everything okay? No. Do you not know about the burning? The, the burning? The what? Yes. That's Bernie right there. No, we don't refer I to her as the. She's I, just it's Bernie. Been a pro- look, it's look. Okay, I know it's been a problem in the past, but that was many, 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 many years ago, and I don't do that anymore. No, and... no, I did. Of course, I did not mean you. I... Okay, I didn't think you had talked to the Mother Superior, so. Aras gives you a weird look and then motions for you to follow. He leads you outside of the teleportation room into the antechamber that uh, you, Jonathan, you know, this is kind of his office. There's a lot of activity going on. There are people running to and fro. You hear the hustle and bustle way more than you usually hear in the Amethyst Acropolis. And Aras points out the window now that you are in a room that has a window out to Waterdeep. Now that you're in this room, you can smell the ash and smoke. You can see it rising from the southern portion of Waterdeep. And you notice that much of the city is smoldering or on fire. And Aras says, Waterdeep is no longer safe. It is under siege. From who? That's where we're going to stop for the moment. And the next time we get together, Siege of Waterdeep begins. Ooh, Wait, okay. what? What? You know, you were gone for a little while, and so you have some stuff to catch up on. But I have some experience to give you. In fact, I have two episodes worth of experience to give you because uh, Bernie went off on an adventure and the rest of you went off she on an adventure. And you deserve to have some experience. Are you okay? <laughs> I said the burning of water <laughs> Sometimes you feel like you know where things are going. Okay. Not anymore. <laughs> but you're okay, right? We're good. <laughs> All right. I just I want to make sure. Okay. For surviving hell, for finding the instrument you were looking for, getting back okay, and returning to Waterdeep, I'm giving you a total of 8,000 experience to split between the four of you, which Woo-hoo! makes life easy. 2,000 So 9610, right? That's what I got. Wait, it's so close. Yeah. Because I feel like we just leveled up. Is that me? We, we did just level up. I just picked out six level spells. Yeah, you did, but you've been doing a lot of shit, including yeah. going to hell and saving, you know, saving your friends and things. So I've been rewarding you with- Also, I'm going to prepare you guys for this. I don't think Bernie wants to give the mandolin up. Well, it's a different conversation for the next time we get together as you find out about the attack on Waterdeep and what you're going to do with the mandolin and other things. I mean, the thing is, like, isn't possession, like, 
like, nine tenths of the law. Nine tenths of the law. So I will also remind you, j- just so that you're prepared for whatever you want to do with the mandolin, it is currently strapped to your back in a very obvious position in the room where you're supposed to give it up with the people you're supposed to give it up to. What's great is I now have this wonderful little wand that'll blast those assholes back when they try <laughs> to take it from me. And that is where we're gonna end. You're not tuned to it. You don't know that. Shit. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit Patreon.com slash DungeonDrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Linnea Boyev, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, Sir Narvi and Sailor Tweak, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.